right here. Uh, we'll start to my right, Mr. Warren. Well, hello there. How are you? It's nice to be back. And hopefully these guys don't talk to me as uh, talk about me as much as they did last time. So fuck you. <laughs> By the way, I mean, that's what we do. I hate oh you. yeah. I hate it's you. all this like book learning and studying that we didn't like. Bunch of mouth breathers. Plebeians. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my man Josh also joining us again. Hello all. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be reviewing the Star Trek movie, but uh, as always, I'd like to start off with uh, what have y'all been watching? What have y'all been drinking? Warren, start with you. I am currently drinking a sweet red blend. Not gonna lie to you, I don't remember the name, but it was uh, six dollars and it's not very good. Um, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I really would. You know, I'm not gonna give you the name, but it was that bad. Uh, but it's okay. You know, it's nice drinkable. Kind of sip on a nice hot day. Can we get at least get the Maybe logo, so people generally know what to stay away I, from. I want to say it's a yellow logo with a bull, or maybe a guy with a sombrero. I'm not sure. <laughs> I honestly, I can get the bottles downstairs. I, I'll, I'll post a picture. I'll post a picture on the uh, Twitter later to let you know not to, not to stay with this one. Um, and what I've been watching, I've been super busy. Uh, finally, I'm out of class, so I have a chance to actually kind of get back and like do and watch all my shows. Hopefully, I really hope and I know that we have a chance to kind of talk about this Stranger Things. I just binged watch uh, the last six episodes last night. I uh, went to bed at about 3.30 in the morning, and it was worth it. <laughs> so worth it. So definitely check out that show. We'll definitely be talking about it once we have the rest of our crew here and keep an eye out for that. Uh, I know all of us talk, uh, saw the uh, the Killing Joke, which was uh, we saw that on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, I was confused, but uh, I thought it was okay. I think I don't know. Um, other than that, from stuff that I've been watching, a couple of different things here and there on Netflix. But the one thing I would say is feel free. They, Netflix been coming up some really good stuff. There's a Netflix original movie called The Fundamentals of Caring, uh, and it's Paul Rudd and a bunch of other uh, like smaller kind of role characters, but. Paul read in a semi-serious role that talks about a kid with MS and uh, or uh, a disease kind of like MS. Um, he's kind of he's in his wheelchair and kind of talks about their journey and like what they lost and learned and stuff like that. So feel free to check it out. That's on Netflix. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. I was on a romantic comedy binge for a moment, uh, and then I got off and like watched that movie. I was like, this is awesome. So uh, that's what I'm watching. Josh. Uh, I'm just drinking the uh, Barefoot Merlot, um, and as far as what I've been watching, I um, finished the last season, or the most current season of Orange is the New Black, and uh, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I, I enjoyed watching it, but there are so many moments that I just, um, 
wish didn't happen. Really? Because they were just painful enough for me to be like, oh, why, why would you do that? Like, why would you do that to us? Painful like you wouldn't want people to watch it? Or like painful like, wow, yeah. that's some good cinema or there's some good TV. You should A check that out. A little bit of both. Yeah? A little bit of both. Um, so I finished that and then I started Stranger Things and I think I'm up to episode four now. And I, it's pretty good so far. So I'm looking forward to continuing the rest of it. Music's phenomenal in that. Yeah, oh, the, whoever they got to do the pseudo-80s score, like, it sounds like 1984. Um, I am remarkably similar, just halfway through Stranger Things. Um, I think that Josh raises a good point that, like, with CBS and ABC and NBC, um, they kind of have a formula for these long-term television shows, and so far, Netflix is really on its own in terms of, like, well, when you get out to season four, season five, like how those start to still do, because they don't have traditional like Nielsen Nielsen scan ratings and a lot of like that feedback. I think it'd be interesting to see what they can do over the long run um, Mm -hmm. versus just these one-offs that are just like amazing stories. So it's Mm -hmm. it's interesting comment that you made about Orange is the New Black. Like, did you feel like they lost focus at all or? Well, I also actually, I forgot to mention BoJack Horseman, um, but Jesse brought up a good point about it, is that both of them kind of suffered from trying to expand the season too much because Netflix gave them that leeway. Mm-hmm. So it can be a good and bad thing because like, like when we talked about Daredevil earlier, Daredevil, both seasons have been really good. But I feel like if they start to stretch the story too thin, like they did with Orange is the New Black or with BoJack Season 3, they might start to suffer a little bit. Because I think both of those shows suffered a little bit from stretching too much into too many episodes. Yeah. So, so you feel like it would have been shorter? If it would have been shorter, would it have been a pretty, like, a better piece of work? Probably more solid if we had just condensed some of these storylines. Uh-huh. That's one of the things I've been liking about Stranger Things so far, that, like, it seems like there's really a focus on character, and there's... There's not a ton of time, at least, again, where I am in the show, there's not a ton of time that passes. It's really just, like, those little moments and how they kind of evolve. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, I really wish that we could, like, I would love to delve into, like, just about each and every episode because they they do a lot of things that are right. I mean, it sounds like it would be a kind of cliche story, but it's not. And it's, mm. it's just so different, but it's still very familiar at the same time. I mean, it takes place in the eighties and I think everybody at least have some sort of affiliation with like eighties, especially the kind of music and some of the uh, technology that they use and stuff like that. So, um, it, it just came out at a really good time, uh, I think, because there was not too much else that was going on, especially, like, Jack Horseman came out, but not many, I don't know if that many people kind of saw that, and it's already, it's not, already had two seasons before, where this is kind of a new thing that just literally threw out there on Netflix, and it's just been taking over everything. I don't know if anybody tried to watch Hemlock Grove. I heard mixed reviews of that, but that was, like, Netflix's almost first attempt at a horror series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, neither of you saw that. No, I never heard of it. I thought it was, I honestly thought it was a CBS show. Nope, that was a Netflix original. <clears throat> I'd take a look at it and see what we got. Hmm. At least I'm pretty sure it was. Let me fact check myself real quick. <laughs> Mike, what else have you been watching? Yeah, I guess uh, kind of it was just our big thing. We were all excited. Guillermo had been talking about uh, seeing The Killing Joke for weeks now. He pre-ordered it, I think, a month ago. Um, and I think we, had all, we watched it all together, and we had a range of people that had read the comic book hadn't read the comic book, knew the story, like, until people had just walked in blind. 
And I think it is, we all came to the same conclusion that like the first 25 minutes didn't matter because they gave backstory to a character that in the end didn't, was an ancillary character to the main story. Spoiler alert for the killing joke. If you yeah. you seen this. Yeah, try, sorry. I try to do it as spoiler free as I can. But what? Like it, you just gave away the first part of the movie. Well, he didn't say who. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it just seems like it lacked that focus. They tried to do, expand on it too much, do too much, and it just kind of came out as a confused mess. So. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm just, I was just, especially one of the people that's going in blind. Um, I had no idea what the killing joke. I don't know any of these characters as much. I mean, I I try to make sure that I can just kind of appreciate the work from what you show me, just from not having not knowing anything. And that was, I thought the first part was really good. I was like, oh okay, this is something that you actually kind of set it up until the point where they finished the movie. Then I was like, well now I'm terribly confused of yeah why, why that matters. Yeah, so I'll, I'll ask a lot of questions of why, and I get some of the issues that were that people were kind of talking about and. I'm just kind of confused of some of the devices that they chose to use. Um, Plus, there was that one one thing about a relationship between the two characters that wasn't in the original novel that that made no sense. Yes. 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 Seen on a rooftop. I um I was just trying to see if there were a number of pages, but this is not a very long comic, so watching a full animated film about it was kind of. Right? I that, thought it was unnecessary. The film was uh, over an hour and a half, I want to say? Yeah, it was right around an hour and a half. And and I don't remember this being more than like 50 pages. Yeah, they, they clearly had material for, I don't know, a 30-minute like TV, maybe 45. One of those 42 minutes, an hour with commercial break TV shows, and they tried to stretch it to a feature length, and it, it didn't really work. Which was too bad. So we were all excited. Um... I guess I guess I the one last thing that I forgot it was uh, I'm currently drinking nature's wine uh, water uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah I got nothing good on a, a drink recommendation dork <laughs> yeah I know those are your weenies <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't even had anything good recently um, but I think with that uh, with the water comment uh, I think that we should transition into our main feature uh, so today we're going to be talking about Star Trek. Um, Star Trek Beyond. 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 Yes, exactly. Um, and I personally kind of like to start, maybe we'll give like an uh, overall impressions of it. And then at that point, we'll, when we transition to wins, we'll go into the spoiler section. So kind of general overall impressions without giving anything away. One. Uh, I mean, I would say it's a, I, I just, I just saw the trailer after watching the movie. Yes. Anyways, like it's, it's a fun movie, definitely family-friendly movie. Um, it's probably going to get a lot of money. Um, I would hope that it'll get a lot of money. They, they have a lot of elements of it as well. It was a really good movie, and I like how the fact that they kind of already say... They don't hold your hand on certain sequences, but it means that you may have to need to watch at least the first movie to get some of the character relationships and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I did like it, so I, I I enjoyed the movie. I would say definitely kind of give it a watch. Like you 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 should enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, come chat with us and see why. Yeah, Josh. Overall impressions. Overall impressions. Uh, I thoroughly like just enjoyed the movie from start to finish. There were a couple things that um, I thought were a little cheesy. Uh, I thought it suffered. The only times I thought it really suffered was because of Justin Lin being the Fast and Furious director and being 
a little too action-oriented, and now going back and watching more of the more story-driven element of Star Trek. Um, but I think uh, since Simon Pegg co-wrote the movie, mm-hmm. and he's obviously a big fan, that he worked that in. I just wish they would have highlighted that more than the action scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a couple of cheesy things that I could point out, and um, but overall, really enjoyed it. Couldn't help but smile even through the cheesy scenes. There was yeah, there was I think kind of in line with our last review of Ghostbusters. It was just like a fun movie. To me it wasn't didn't make a super lasting impression. Um, but I had a good time. Yeah, I, I was sitting in the theater and there was just like, you know, a couple of one liners where you're just kinda of smiling to yourself. You know, it's 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 fun. Um Okay, cool. I, I guess at this point, spoilers, so stop. Listening to us. Yes. If you made it this far, like, congratulations on your own, but, <laughs> like, 15, 16 podcasts in 20 minutes into this one. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but but uh, then go to the, see this movie. You'll have a good time. Um, and let's talk about wins. Uh, we'll go the other way. Uh, Josh, what's your wins? Uh, some of my biggest wins was the obvious fan service that was in place through a lot of the, the movie. Hmm. Um, the, I know I kind of criticized it, but at the same time, the pace was really good. I never felt bored throughout the whole movie. I felt like they were setting up a lot of, um, a lot of really good plot points and they were just moving from one to the next. Um, overall, I just, like, there's not much in the way of things that I could specifically point out. Other than the CGI was incredible. Um, that warp scene that they show in the trailer Ooh. is fucking cool. Um, it was kind of overlooked was when the you one watched the movie. It's like flying panoramic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you got like the really cool, cool like the the light is just in waves around them. They're at warp speed. You're like giving oh, confused. Yes, it's, yes, it's yes. Super yeah, short it was shot. super quick. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's but right. They, it was like it felt like it was highlighted in the trailer. It was like, oh shit, that was cool. I guess I, I didn't see that trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, overall, it was all really solid to me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, I would talk about a couple wins. Like, I'm glad they highlighted a couple different characters. Um, whether it's like Simon Simon Pegg character as uh, Montgomery. Um, yeah, he was breakout. Yeah, movie. so I, I like how they highlighted him. I like how they highlight, highlighted the doctor character. Uh, what's his name? Oh, that's true. Bones was really Bones. Yeah, so he had a lot of like good scenes throughout yeah. this movie where they emphasized his character a bit more, which is good. Because yeah. and I'll, I'll also like the fact that it's it, like I was talking about before is like a conti- it's a really nice continuation. Like we almost kind of dropped in um, from. That we're just looking, seeing how they're necessarily kind of acting and what they're actually kind of doing. Um, so we're not like reintroducing the characters at the beginning of the movie. We're not talking about, hey, this is what happened in the past. No, we're just saying that, hey, this this is what they're doing currently for right now. Uh, and that also leads me to um, to my next point of it's a nice through action because the first movie talks about like kind of the creation. The second movie was kind of in, in the balance in between a little bit. And the third movie is now hindering on the fact that we've been doing this for a little bit and what's next are we not entirely sure like this is not something i wanted to do and captain kirk is now finally sort of realizing of well i've it's a nice it's a nice line of well i'll live just as long as my father have and i followed him up to this point 
but now I've just been living for him. I've never had a chance to kind of take a step back and look at me. And he had this huge kind of dialogue that talks about that. And that was a really interesting sort of kind of what's my objective what is my clear objective what i'm what am i trying to do and i i did like it i like that i focus i like that focus on him and now you're trying to figure out well what is he trying to do this entire movie like exactly um and why is he why is he as a captain a little bit different than everybody else um so i thought that was um pretty interesting i do i just like the stakes was a little bit different uh to the point where they I did not see that coming that they were going to rip that sh- ship apart. The Enterprise. I did not oh, see yeah. that coming. They were going to straight up destroy that because I thought that, oh. So early on. Yes. Right, it right. was super early on. I was like, oh, wait, there's no, oh, man. And they ripped off the saucer and they yeah. already had protocols in the place of, hey, if this happens, this is what we're going to do. I like that because they didn't like freak out of it. It was like, cool, so this could happen. If it happens, this is what we're going to do. Uh, actually, um, one portion. point I wanted to bring up, too, is since I watched the trailers, um, I'm actually glad that they didn't dwell too much on the whole Kirk's father thing. Yes. It was more of like, okay, where am I going from here? Whereas the last two movies, it felt like, oh, my daddy's gone. and blah. Like, yeah. It felt like that was a little too whiny, and now it felt really good. Um and when you're talking about the stakes, I really appreciated that now there's more alien life. And then we had, like, Jayla come in. Mm-hmm. And Jayla was cool as shit. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she she definitely was a cool character that just kind of popped up, kicked ass, and then, you know, just kind of sat in the background. I even enjoyed the cliched ending where they gave her, a, like, a spot on. <laughs> I love that. I was well, like, she, yeah, she she's, in the ca- she's in the academy. She's not on the show. Right, 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 right. Um, do you know, this is a weird, I always, whenever I see a movie, just go to IMDb, the trivia afterwards. Do you know where JLo's character name gets, comes from? So apparently they were writing a character for the movie, and they really wanted to base a character off of Jennifer Lawrence from the movie Winter's Bone. And apparently their, like, literally their script name was like Winter's Bone Jennifer Lawrence. And so they were like, oh, all right, that's too long. So they went to J-Law. And then, because that's Jennifer Lawrence's nickname, and it just slowly transitioned into Jayla. And that's the name we get in the final product. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. It's funny to, to see, to see like, kind of a weird behind-the-scenes, like, oh, yeah, that's where, that's, like, how human beings think and compose thoughts. And it's just, like, a little tidbit of a leftover of, like, a thought that originated back when they were writing it. Um... Me, I thought that the, the I, I agree with uh, a lot of things that Josh was saying, the, the visuals, the CGA for the space stuff was really cool, um, kind of how they, the, the one shot for me that stood out was the Enterprise with the, uh, against all the minion ships at the end, and they did the whole surfer's wave thing. Bro. Like, when was, was the Enterprise versus the wave, and they were kind of slowly coming together. Like, that was, re- it was I really well done. CG. I didn't know whether to put that in one of my criticisms or one of my likes, because I, I it falls into that cheesy category, oh, yeah. but it was so cool that I was like, you got me. Yeah. You got me with yeah. that scene was, where you played the Beastie Boys and yeah, you, you gave yeah. me the silence of the loud. I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. You got me. That, that scene was, but I, I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't mention this, but that was a huge win just for the, the sake of they implanted something super small. I don't know if you guys even remember it. But, yeah, we're fighting uh, the power. No, 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 no. Like before, actually, like around that time when they talked about the fight the power and Jayla was uh, playing the music for Montgomery Scott. But uh, when Spock was stabbed and he's like recovering, he just so happened to look up and he saw the bugs that had followed the thing. 
So he saw that they had were they were they was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, huh. And like Spock literally said, oh, that's that's something interesting. And then Bones looked at him and was like, what are you talking about? Like, well, what? Yeah. So then that translates to he knew they they was following some sort of chemistry for the actual world. And so that's how they would know they kind of t- t- tap into good, that. So that was a that was a nice way to see that. I was like, oh, I was wondering. Like they showed it. I was like, where is that coming from? Oh, okay, cool. And the fact that they played BC Boys and they used this own ship to sabotage. Oh, come on. Like, yeah, that was, that was cool. super cheesy. I think it's, I think it's fun. really funny every time they re- refer to those classical music. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's good. You know what? I know that's cheesy, but it is a good trope. It's funny. And even even when they were like they feed to the. Um, they they fed it to the the bigger ship and they played that note and it just destroyed all the rest of them. I was like, oh, that's badass. Which one? So when they were playing the uh, sabotage, and yeah, they're yeah. going through and they just destroying the larger ship. Yeah, <laughs> and they hit the Y and then like the, the larger ship was doing that. that oh was yeah, yeah. The signal and just destroyed all of them. And it was uh, all outside of the city and uh, then you see all of them exploding across the, across the glass. Yeah. I was like, fuck, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was, that, was that, that, that whole like space part was like a great visual. I also loved the inside set design um i thought they had a couple of cool shots of like the under parts of the enterprise where like they looked like a day one brand new museum of science exhibit and like you know with all lights going everywhere it, it, it looks it looks like campy but like it almost put me in that it it did a great job of put me in a futuristic science just because of the way they lit it and the different you know building materials they used around that i thought it was really cool set design uh to add on to that, I thought they did a really good job with the uh, gravity inside the ship. So they were like running along the insides of the oh, ship. Yeah. So they were, I mean, they, I, I thought, thought it was pretty well done. I too. thought the the gravity thing at the the end was kind of unique. Now, yeah, I was all right on the the fight scene. I was I was okay at the fight scene at the end, but I really did like how they used gravity to kind of flip around how they were they were in, interacting with each other. I was uh, talking just more inside the Enterprise. But I, I I thought it was a, it was a new experience where they did like the mixed gravitational field. Yeah, I'll I'll save a piece. For sure. Uh, the kind of like uh, one of the other big wins. Um, I. All right, so let's transition. I guess so. I thought that the pace was incredible for the back half. It was action scene after action scene after action scene. It just and they all logically flowed together. Like one action scene, the results of that immediately impacted the next character's actions and then we had a nice cool set piece which gave a result which influenced their actions which gave us a nice new set piece um very well done after the first 30 45 minutes i thought that the first half hour was kind of a mess yeah i i really didn't like the whole because so the, the big thing was that like they had the artifact and the only artifact they showed us was the most important, was the big weapon at the end. So it was like literally just like one thing that we could constantly track throughout. I thought that they could have really expanded on the characters on their actual mission by like showing a couple different failed attempts to contact people with different artifacts. Cause then it wouldn't have been like, then you could have actually had to think about, oh, what, which, which one are they actually going after? Rather than, oh, they're just going after the one thing we've been introduced to. Maybe give us, like, a, even just a five-minute scene where it's just like, oh, he went here, and then he went here, and then right, he went here. Right, right. You could montage it, yeah. And you could, but you could get more, 
uh, Captain Kirk talking to these aliens and like get more humorous because I thought it was funny the way they revealed the king was tiny. You know, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was it was funny, but like just do that with a whole bunch of, of species and show how he's like failing horribly to talk to any of these guys. You know, just give me a little bit more ambiguity about that opening instead yeah. of just hitting it one after another. He even says a line later on with him and uh, Chekhov for talking. He's like, well, I have like this eye for like danger or something like that that would have fed in correctly with right. the fact that every time he's trying to do something like noble or something separate he always finds some sort of weird danger right um, and we see that in movie one and we see that in movie two especially the movie two opening like he does that and he just messes up this entire sort of planet right. which I know well, you haven't seen but that, he, he does he messes up an entire planet I think with that, that line in particular was just a quick setup joke though because immediately they get frozen right after that yeah true they yeah. fall into a trap yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, I, I think everywhere past uh, their first visit to Yorktown, pace was incredible. They just kept the pace the same in the first half, and it just didn't work for the exposition, I thought. I wasn't sure of, just adding a bit to your pacing, I just wasn't sure of what kind of story they were telling um, in the first part of the movie. Uh, especially me, and I was just talking to Mike early of, I, I literally was in such a dark place of this movie i have no idea what was happening like i didn't i haven't seen a trailer this is probably the only movie i came in i didn't even know what the name of the movie was i know star trek i just didn't know what the sub the sub one was what so when did you know it was directed by justin lynn i did not know and yeah, then and this is I'll, I'll talk about my criticisms why and then after i saw that i was like son of a bitch this is why um but kind of going off kind of that pacing because i was going in i was i was so confused of what store What's happening right now? What are you trying to tell? Because it's not a continuation from movie two directly. It's not a continuation from movie one directly. So it's now a new adventure. I get to the new adventure, but there's everybody's trying to do too many things at once. And it just, as you were saying, this felt like it was too kind of um, complex up until that one thing hit. And then we all focus on that. Right, right. Yeah. I have one big criticism, but uh, like, I'll let Josh go first. Criticism? Is that what you're segueing? Yeah, or yeah. Um, I still feel a couple of them were really cheesy. I was really hoping that the trailer, that the scene where Simon Pegg, when he first crash lands on the planet and makes that dumb cliff jump, I was really hoping they were just going to cut that whole scene. Because that was like a minute oh. or two long, and I was like, why would Scotty be able to jump out in that at that angle and then catch on and hang on for dear life I, I just didn't believe it it felt um, like it was a Mission Impossible because he was in number five and he but I, I saw that scene and I was like well he's trying to be Ethan Hawke <laughs> I, think, think about it. he's literally was trying to be Ethan Hawke there and he's like come on bud like no I didn't like yeah, that I, 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 didn't, I didn't like that scene I was hoping it would not make the final cut but it did um, and then the other really big criticism is what I mentioned before it was just Justin Lin's typical style of just go, go, go. Um, and sometimes I just want him to slow down and be like, all right, here's why this character is doing that. Um, That's funny. It worked for me. It once worked for me. Back was, half. Once, while I was watching the movie, I wasn't feeling it so much. But as I came out of the movie, I was like, wait, who was that person? Why was that person there? Like, uh, the whole bad guy. It, I did not like the bad guy. I don't even remember his name at this point. Crawl. Crawl. And his minions were supposedly his crewmates from the ship. 
is what I picked up on, right? No, they were no. aliens. No, his the the minions were, but his like bodyguard and the girl so were the two that survived, right? It's hilarious. No. Not true. Which is at least for the point of the the girl was from another ship crew that already had crash landed. He killed all of her crew and then kinda she's now his like lieutenant or officer. That's the story she told us. Yeah, I no, thought... No, no, that, that's, that's what was... No, I thought she was... I that thought, was the story? Uh, I thought yeah. that was actually kind no, of... No, because when she turned on him, she was like, do you believe every sob story you hear? <laughs> I felt like she was part of Kroll's crew. It's not- so that, that's what I picked up on from them alluding to, okay, well, it was him, and then he had two crewmates still alive. And there was the female, and then there was the, the guy. Manus? Yeah, Manus. Manus, and who was like the one that killed Jayla's father, and it was like which that whole thing was just very convoluted. Like yeah. we're talking about it now, no, no one really knows. But no. that's what I picked up on. They never even killed Manus. Nope. No. Like that storyline was left unresolved. Correct. Well, what he he was falling, and then Jayla got teleported out. Well, he was he was he was trying to grab her, but oh yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he she pushed next. him off, but he. Yeah. She, I mean, depending on it, we don't know if he died from that fall. No. Yeah, he's but a- even still, we don't know if Idris Elba died from being consumed by that thing, because what if he just lives inside that thing? That thing's not dead. It's still floating around in space, whatever this biochemical weapon is. Yeah, we have no idea. That's and they never, did they ever actually, like, did they actually show his, him completely getting disintegrated? Yeah, he got disintegrated. I thought they just what happened on, like, yeah, just... No, his, he, he completely died. All right, cool. Right. That that was the weakest point to me, was the villain wasn't very well established. His minions, obviously, were not very well established. Wherever his drones came from... Well, I like I mean, how... They were like... They must have been androids or something, because they all look the same. And they, I think they alluded to it at one point. But then he had him and his two lieutenants. I, th- I thought it was funny that the base was guarded by, you know, a decent amount of minions... And then there was a million of them in the swamp. Like, <laughs> yeah. like why? Yeah. Like, this is the one base. But, well, where to, they be, all... to be fair, it was all underground, so we don't know how many of them were down there. I guess. I guess. Yeah, but at the same time, you're telling me, uh, kind of going off of that point of Sulu and O'Hara can just run around freely to find out all this information and give <laughs> us all this exposition. Yeah. And then just randomly get caught at the end. I was fine with that. That's that's just movie. That's now. movie. That's yeah. That was that wasn't the acceptable like. That's more? suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Um. What was the other? I was still going off of that point of the minions. I mean, kind of. I'll go off of a couple things that you were talking about before I start mine, but like the Justin Lin choreography was, for me, a visual nightmare. Because I had no idea when that ship was spinning, what the hell is happening? Who's up? Who's down? What are you trying to... Get? No, man. Before like, I forget, that that is an action sequence, and I can almost forgive that, but the initial like scene where they first show Yorktown, and it's spinning around all of the different gravities, I got so sick. It was like <laughs> 10 in the morning... I wasn't drunk or anything. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was like, holy shit, this is too much. This is too really? overwhelming because I saw it in IMAX. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw it in standard depth. I saw it in standard. It was like fine. Nope, IMAX 3D, and I was I was almost nauseous from that opening scene. I mean, I, I guess I'll see if I... I'm probably not going to watch this in IMAX, but uh, yeah, th- there was just a lot of choreography 
and there was a lot of stuff they say hey I want a lot of action but they they really left a lot of things to kind of wonder because some of the things they were talking about was just un, like these stories are just not necessarily told who is J- um, Jaya what was her name again Jaya uh, Jayla Jayla who, who is Jayla uh, At, like, I didn't, I didn't know who that. Was it, who was these random, like, Cretans that she fought off to get to uh, she, they Saudi? Told they, no. They did explain yeah. that. Yeah, they who, said they were, they were they other were, downed ships. They were other downed ships from Kroll. That became... It was there. And it was, yeah, it was d- definitive. Okay. I actually like that they didn't talk about her too much because they... And, and they wrapped her air of mystery around her. Yeah, I, I liked it because they didn't fully flush her character out so that next movie you can actually see where she's going to go. She can develop next movie. Yeah, I mean, I just felt like there was a lot... There's too many um, cliche points that we were kind of talking about, um, and it just felt so easy for them to get out of a difficult situation. It Like, the, the, the fact that it was really cool for them to beam them everywhere, but then you use the beam all the time like you're telling me you can just beam this person on a random ship of a million ships in that fleet you're gonna beam them on one perfectly inside the ship i was like oh i think that's part of like the the like allure of uh james t kirk though is that he just like stumbles his way through like the most ridiculous situation. I can kind of confirm that since I've been watching the original yeah. series. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, <laughs> seeing, it's seeing the gonna... use of beam me up is like there's an episode where it kind of goes wrong and it creates two of him, but most of the time it works. Yeah, and as long as it, they kind of explain that as long as they're able to lock on their position, they can't be underground and blah, blah, blah. But it was like, okay, this is almost reasonable. I mean, yeah. I guess it was just a lot of the cliche stuff, and I guess they'll, they'll, it can probably can be um, pawned off as being kind of fan service of, like, you at least have to watch the, some of that stuff. Like, you have to watch some of the original content to be like, all right, I, I get I get that. I, but a lot of, just a lot of, this is just too many pieces, was, it was just too easy to resolve something, and it was, especially for the fact that, oh, so how do we do this? There's an exact plan in place on how to actually stop the air filtration sequence inside the yolk. <laughs> no. So you're telling me there's a biological weapon go into the air? Come on. All right. Uh, okay. I, I get it. So there's a beam here. All right. So there has to be some sort of journey. There has to be some sort of conflict at one point that says, and he even made a line of talking about like, oh, we need like. Um, crawl says something about conflict and how like you think that you don't need conflict but we actually do need that I thought that was interesting but there was no conflict in the movie they didn't come up to any um, difficult scenarios that they ha- they really had to kind of use something else um, and I just felt that it was just it was just too easy for them to get out of stuff like when they got back to the actual ship you were able to hot like he literally hot wired that ship in seconds. It, maybe 10, 15 seconds well, before you get the power back to scan. So a couple things. I think that one scene they they did a nice job of combining Jayla's like uh, replicator technology with Kirk's you know ability to go on a motorcycle. I actually thought that worked. It showed both of them combining their their respective character traits to overcome a situation. And I also think that the the rewiring the ship was years and years of Jayla's work. And then with Scotty actually knowing what he's doing, it like was it was put oh, in place. Oh, sorry, no, I'm not talking about the Franklin. I'm sorry. What were you talking? I'm about? talking about the downed Enterprise when the Enterprise oh, yeah. somehow 
it crashed on the sky and didn't tear apart and blew up, blow up. They made it back there. Anton was able to, like, uh, Chekhov was able to rewire the ship literally I immediately. I don't know if he rewired it. I think he just, like, he, but, like, basically no, he, pushed the button to turn the gas back on. And then they he he couldn't get it to combust, so that's why Kurt shot it. Oh, but it before that, before that scene, in order for oh, you, you mean like just turning the electronics back? Co- on. Correct. Okay. I was like, listen, I need a little bit more. Like the the ship just crash landed. You've never been in that scenario before. How, I need a little bit more conflict to tell me that this is a difficult situation. I need to plan a couple things out besides immediately coming to your head. You do this. You run to get the piece. You do this. You double cross her. You got. It, well, ju- it just felt too too rushed. It was, it was just too easy. It, it was fine for me. I feel like the saucer was intact enough where I didn't question it. Yeah, I, I thought that if... Because he made the point that, like, yeah, we don't have enough power. I need to re- give divert it. So that was the challenge. And I think it was just like, due to the pace of the movie. There was challenge in overcoming it. But because the action took precedent over, like, kind of maybe the more, like, mental aspect over it... The bad guys had to show up soon, and they had to go forward, you know? Which I think was my main, like, my main criticism. Right. It was like, oh, okay, we're going to gloss over the brainy part of it, and let's just go to the action. Which is which is funny, because I was fine with it, because I think it, I think there, the brainy part of it was implied for the most part. Yeah. I, I mean, I never really had much of a problem with it, unless I go back and think about it. I'm like, eh, I kind of right. wish they would have done that. Yeah. I mean, I just had a lot of issues, because it just... It, they come to a difficult sort of situation and then they resolve it so quickly and go to the next one and they resolve that so quickly. Like, for instance, how we find out who Crawl is. That video was playing the entire movie. At what, Why does O'Hara just so happen to stop, look back, and kind of sort of rewind and get footage that like, we didn't she- see? I was almost like, is she is she seeing her father? Is like this? What what is what are we looking for? Yeah, I was, so, I was super confused on that. Yeah, so here's a, like, Warren's the only one who got it. Well, I mean, and, and I, I mean, I was talking to Mike. I picked up on the fact because it was so cliche. I'm like, all right, well, is it this Franklin? They they talked about this a little bit in the first movie. This is the first Voyager. Like, I, I definitely get it. And then he actually met them. I was like, oh, the captain's gonna be the the villain, and he was. The villain of it. I was like, oh, okay. Also, not quite clear what the hell his power was and why wasn't he using it all the time. Because Bones scanned the, the guy, and I thought that he would at least tell people that he has this power. But Bones doesn't tell anybody that this guy's inside cells are deteriorating. Remember that? Yeah, well, that that was confusing. I don't understand why he didn't understand that the body was deteriorating. But as like, if it, to the point where it was being sucked yeah. of all of its energy. So... And, I mean, uh, that, I think, was ill-defined from the get-go. Is mm-hmm. Kroll was taking on the appearance of the aliens that he was absorbing. Right, he was, and he switched back to human after. When, yeah, he started seeing yeah. some of the crew members. So it was kind of weird where he got this power from, other than just, oh, I got it from these creatures on this planet. That too, I, too easy. Yeah. It's just too cliche. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and this, like, that's something that I'm, like, I, I, have, I have a lot of issues with. It's like... I need you, and we talked about this before, like, tell me a little bit more about this character and why he, he gone mad because you guys got lost and there was no way to get communication with the Starfleet. So no, you know, that, that was well defined. Yeah, that one that was he well felt defined. abandoned. Yeah. I, 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 get, I get that, that he felt abandoned, but at the same time, is no, there's no way for, there's not a way for anybody to get to you because you have that huge nebula system there. 
that you no, I think he. I think I, it would it would it would be like if you compared it to be you being in the basement and there's a fire in the building, and you feel like nobody ever came for you. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah. He, he. He. Well. He also. He was a, a warrior, and then they stuck him on a second-rate freighter because they their whole and they thing made was him that like they, a captain. Right. He wasn't in combat. Anymore. Right. He so wanted he to fight. Felt out of place. Right. He wanted to fight. They wouldn't let him. But he so, wasn't even a good fighter. His yeah. apparently <laughs> his, his, his motivations made made sense. I just didn't. I didn't see the reveal coming because I didn't know that he was a shapeshifter because that wasn't well defined. Yeah. Like, I just didn't see it coming because I was like, oh, he's just like, I thought the whole animation where he was like absorbing them was like just him absorbing the, their life, not necessarily him changing patterns. I mean, in, it just would have been a little bit easier. Just draw that character out a little bit. Uh, yeah. I mean, the other, the other couple things, and I know we talked about this, Mike, pretty heavily, and I know it's not possible, but... I'm gonna need people to die. Like, <laughs> I need people to die that actually matter. Because there's one person that died. Maybe well, there's yes. one person that actually had lines that died at, on the um, Enterprise, and that and was a woman I, I who was holding it. Chekhov's not coming back. <laughs> Dang. God damn it, John. I don't mean that in a bad way, but they'll probably just say that he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour Three. three. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but like. I know it's not possible that the main three or four or five are not going to die. I get it. And when Spock got injured, like, cool. Like, I get it. And they have a throwaway line of, oh, so good thing, like, your heart's not where your kidneys are or something like that. And I'm like... I, I wonder if that's actually established that Vulcans... That, that was a throwaway line so that... Because everybody... But like, I don't know if it was fan service. That's no, the thing is I'm true. wondering. Because I'm looking yeah, at he got stabbed in his side. I'm like, he... Is that where his heart... What? So... No, no. They were saying his heart's lower. They said it actually was closer to killing him than yeah, normal th humans. Yeah, no. That's why, yeah, it, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. it affected him so much. But right. Yeah. his heart where his liver is. Yeah. Right. It was like off to the side. Right. But heart. it's still not a heart where the human is. Like, yeah. it, way up here. So yeah. it's like... But he said that he doesn't have any medical... Uh, another cliche thing. It was too easy. He doesn't have any medical tools. An awesome way to cauterize the wound. Yes. I get that. That was badass. But there's no medical tools on that ship, on Franklin. How is he still up and walking? Yeah. There were medical tools. No. He, they, they pulled him out. He just oh, said yeah, they yeah, were yeah, ancient. Yeah. They were well, ancient he said tools. that this, all that this is going to do is stop the actual sort of bleeding on the inside, but that's... that's no, I mean, no. That's it was enough. It was implied that, like, that was the first... That was, this tool will stop this, maybe. I, I don't know. It's old. And then, like, they had a bunch of other stuff. Too easy. It, it, yeah. it was easy. I'll give you that. But it was also, for me, within the acceptable suspension of disbelief. It was, it, it was easy. I feel like most of these things that you're mentioning, like, the things that were too easy are, number one, they were, they were within my acceptance of disbelief. Mm -hmm. But it also was like, I'm stuffing a season worth of Star Trek into mm -hmm. a movie. So you're going to just have to accept these things yeah, and move yeah. along because this is a sci-fi. You're not, yeah, not going to get the episode where Spock's recovering. You know, I, I and they have to forage around the planet. I definitely get it. It's just it's a bit frustrating to think that they'll make the movie so heavily catered to that when there's people like me who has not seen any other original Star Trek that they're going to be like, well, I'm confused now because this these things in this movie were not in the other two. Yeah. 
But I so that's we, that's what's odd because the first movie we get a lot of people that we care about die, in which, in which case his father just dies. And then the second movie we get a whole mess of people that's gonna die from like them destroying those actual planets and stuff and Khan and stuff like that. So I get that too. But then in this movie. Not so much anymore. It is it, it drastically changes from movie to movie to, to movie. To so your so point, weird. though, I think that I think you're in a weird place where you know just enough to know what's fan service, but not quite enough. Like I think that most people, this movie is banking on its money that like most people haven't seen the '60s Star Trek mm-hmm. and they're just going to see a big old space sci-fi. Yeah, and I think it accomplishes its that goal. And I'm with you on this one where, like, I know just enough about Star Trek. I'm a Star, a Star Wars person, so I just know just enough to st- about Star Trek that I'm like, I see what they're doing there. But, like, I don't know. I can't really call them out on, on that. Yeah, I mean, so this, I mean, all of my stuff could be kind of null and void to the point where I don't know much about, like, you probably know way more about Star Trek. No, than John no, I don't. Know. Well, no, I don't know literally anything except the stuff I'm seeing in the movies. Right, right. But now, I, the only I've thing I can go like off... a few episodes, and I um, can kind of pick up on what I've seen. But the only things I can go off of are the other two movies that I've seen, and that's what I'm talking about, how drastically different these three pieces of work are. Yeah, and that's that's the stuff. I'm like, well, this wasn't. What? Did J.J. Uh, J. Abrams direct the first two? Also? Yeah, yes. This is the first one he produced. Okay, so I mean, that's the only thing I'm kind of seeing there. the The last thing is a bit. It's a mix between um, you know, when and criticism, which is kind of a side note of. I I am glad they they did mention Spock, um, and he's passing away. And I know yeah, that amb- ambassadors. It's yeah. ambassador Spock. Now. The reason why I talk about it is a criticism, because I was confused as hell of, isn't that you from the future? No, it's a split timeline. It's a separate, from I the, think it's a separate timeline. Yeah, from the from first the one, it's, he splits off, and that's why he's able to return and they're able to interact. But it's like him from the future. No, it's, it's him from the future from a different timeline. But it is the same person. It's the same person in a different timeline. Different it would time, be like yeah. you talking to an older you that didn't actually exist in our yeah, universe. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was super confused about that. And I was like, wait, hold up. That is very confusing. That's you, right? Wait, but, no? Is it everybody okay with the fact that this is him? Yeah. So it, these are the questions I was if asking. If it wasn't an alternate timeline, then that reality is an infinite loop. Huh. Because he'll only live out to the point where he goes back in time. Well, one thing, so... I was confused, and then I started asking myself these questions. I was like, wait, that's a super crazy existential part of this movie that I doubt that you're going to go here, but did you just see your own death? That's the part I was also a little bit, like, when I first saw it, I was a little confused. I'm like, is he... Could, is he conflicted now because he knows the date of his death? Yeah, no. And, and this is why, like, he, and then when he just, this is the the tangent I was going on is he accepted his fate that he's going to leave the Enterprise to be an ambassador to go to this planet to then die so he can actually fulfill what he was supposed to. No, this no, is, no, no. This, was, I was going was, off on a whole tangent. Well, this is what I got. Yeah. And I was going off this whole different tangent. But I, I think they didn't establish very well, like just a reminder, like a quick reminder of, oh, this is from a different time. Right, right. They so done, that that tangent is something that's they could have done that. But I don't know. I just I saw it as him thinking of a great leader and like someone he aspired to, yeah. you know, to be. But it was him, so it was also right. But I think I think he viewed it because again, in the Vulcan state of mind. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> like they're very logical, and so he knows that it's not truly him, and he views it as a separate entity, mm-hmm. uh, an entity that he looks up and aspires to yeah. be. But but again, he's also half human, so his emotions made him want to leave the right, enterprise. Right, exactly, and that's ambassador. where you get that's where you get it. Yeah. I mean, I did, I, did, I, mean, I like the fact that they gave a bit a bit of a tribute to. Well, that I mean, the picture they had of the original crew was, was a great, great, great throw-in. I mean, even another uh, you going, going back to Wings. Watched any of it? You, yeah, you just that got was like a fan you knew. That you were, I, I always oh, knew okay. that. I was like, oh, that's good. Like I they think, have everybody there. That's so good. it's funny that like in this conversation, I got one last criticism, and then we'll kind of wrap up. Yeah. Um, the I thought I think it's interesting through our our discussions that we all pretty much saw this movie in different ways and understand different aspects. Which I think is mainly where, how we're getting our conclusion, our, our overall like first impressions. Where like some of us got certain things and then were horribly confused on other things, and that's why it's not. It's like a fun movie, but it's not an over encompassing movie. I just think it's interesting that we have all had confusion that the other two of us would be like, nah, nah we understood that completely. Uh, before you wrap up your big yeah criticism, can I add one more small sure. criticism? Um, why did Kirk know how to use her like hologram machine to drive the motorcycle all over the place? Because that motorcycle was not going in similar patterns. It was all over the place. But she was able to fight with. But she had plenty of time to train with it. Yeah. Kirk just picked it up and knew how to do it. So I think that's Kirk just flying by the seat of his pants. And I think that you have to drive a motorcycle through a place you don't know. So what I thought (laughs) And it's not it's not very clear, but I thought that when she used that hologram that it physically made actual duplicates of her. Yeah, because she was not well it was an I, autonomous. I know, but she it was autonomous, autonomous, yeah. She was not able to um get, move that quickly in the first scene when we saw that. But it didn't make sense when the things were shooting and the lasers was going through the hologram at some point. I'm like I thought those things were like. That might have just been bad CG. I thought that because they, when they got hit by a laser, they disappeared. So, uh, using that, the laser obviously had an effect on them. Uh, I think that was one what we were talking about where, like, it was Kirk flying by the seat of his pants, and then the other aspect of, like Josh said, that they encompassed a full season of Star Trek. I'm sure they had like a little tutorial session that Jayla was teaching them. But that's just bad film. I mean, it would have worked in a TV show. You know, you see, you see the whole buildup, and then at the, the end of the episode, you get like a bit of that. I mean, watching like the original series of Star Trek, it's like here's this one storyline. We're going to spend an hour talking about it. Yeah. And it's like here's the disease. Here's the kids that have it. Here's what happens to them when they get it. And here's what's happened to this planet. And like it just it's an hour long explanation. So I feel like they kind of just broke it all. Yeah, together. I think I think with the. But scene, I feel like that was the one thing I was like, "How does he know how to use this? Oh, is it was, autonomous? Does he have to learn how to control all these things? How does he know to go over this terrain? Do they get destroyed when they get shot, or do they just like it goes through them and then they just kind of flicker and then it was it was very ill defined. I, but, I was fine with it. I thought suspension of disbelief. It, that made <laughs> what was your sense big criticism? My big criticism on this movie, uh, nothing to do with the actual film itself, more about the idea. Um, I just thought this was, the entire time, I thought it was a Guardians of the Galaxy derivative. If you look at the production cycle, 
Guardians came out summer of 2014. This movie was announced fall of 2014. It was, in fact, pushed back. It had an earlier release date, and they pushed it back by almost a full year. Um, when you look at it, there was a big prison break scene in the middle of the movie. Um, there was a swarm of enemies. In fact, when, the, when they were attacking, they almost looked like... Um, the big ship almost looked like the Kree mothership. Yeah, and then yeah. the other thing with the whole, like, the shields and then the smaller ships kind of hitting that looked almost like a reverse shot of the Nova yeah. versus that. Um, I thought that there was the, the super small super weapon. You know, the whole time they're facing the orb and there's this air of mystery and no one really knows kind of what they're doing. They're just like, yeah, we just got to get it. Um, and then it's, you know, it turns out to be this huge world killer that really no one can wield where you have to have a special power or in this case, the Star Trek, they had to have the other piece. Um, I thought there was literally Gamora in the movie in two ways. <laughs> like Zoe Saldana is in the movie, but also Jayla's character is the begrudging, like anti-hero that comes through and ends up joining the crowd in the end. Um, you know, uh, Kirk is an obvious, uh, well, I mean, I guess you could probably make the case that, uh, Star-Lord's the, you know, derivative of of Kirk, (laughs) but in this case, but I think that the way they at least, uh, paired a lot of the other characters kind of referenced their, you know, one person's really good with the technology fast, you know, there's fast talkers, there's Spock with the Drax, you know, like again, they're Star Trek, they're ancient characters. Guardians was probably developed around the same, uh, later in the, in the production cycle, excuse me. Um, but the, the way they portray the characters were pretty, pretty similar. Um, the other big thing, old music being key. Um, the fact is that at the end, you know, they had the whole sabotage scene, which I loved the scene. I thought that was great. But then they had, um, you know, when Star-Lord steps out, puts the music on and they start dancing. And that's the distraction that ends up getting the, you know, the uh, weapon back. Damn it. Um, you know, and then, <laughs> um, uh, I think that was the, that was the big one, but there was, there was a lot of both visual character development that were just, it was just too close for me. Again, I enjoyed it, but like thinking about it as its own separate entity, like the entire time I thought this is guardians of the galaxy (laughs) and we're getting guardians in about seven months. So, you know, like it's, it's goofy to see, but yeah, I just, I couldn't shake it. And it just, it definitely brought it down for me. I like my movies to be fairly original. That's totally so hypocritical because I was so about uh, the Force Awakens, <laughs> which is which is basically a derivative. I, mean, I don't. It, it, I feel conflicted about that point. I understand the point, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm pretty sure Star Trek was here first, and then Guardians came out, and then if they just wanted to kind of mimic the super successful yeah. film. I, I don't know how I feel. I'm like, uh, but Star Trek was here first, but Guardians movie came yeah. out. And it's like, and, 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 and I, I have to see it on it as its own thing, and that's the way I'm going to stick. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm just going to choose to forget what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was too close. At least with Star Wars, Star Wars was ripping off its own IP. Whereas, uh, you know, Star Trek was, and, and again, Star Trek is an ancient, you know, like storyline at this point. Like, I feel like they didn't necessarily need to, to be able to do it effectively. That's it. It, nothing to do with this movie. Um, the way that it, it looked, the way that it like was acted. It just, it was just too close for me. On that note, 
Let's go to our final grades. Uh, we'll go, I think we went Warren, Josh first a whole bunch of times, so we'll go Josh Warren back. Final grade uh, as a solid summer action flick, and even with all the criticisms I had, it was only because I could only praise the rest of the movie. I'm going to give it an A. Wow. Um, too many cliche things to me. It was very fun, but uh, the script definitely suffered for more action pieces of it. So I'll probably have to give this guy a B. I give him a B. Yeah, uh, I think it's only slightly better than Ghostbusters. They fulfilled same fun summer oh, roles. Yeah, I yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull if the. If I'm gonna compare it to Ghostbusters, I'm sticking with my head <laughs> even more solidly now. Where did Ghostbusters come I'm in? Pulling, well, because I, I gave that a B minus, uh, so I'll give it, I'll give it a B because I think it's like a little bit better. I think they filled the same summer movie niche that like, I don't know. Action, action, explosion, action, action. Yeah. Explosion. Well, it. I mean, almost <laughs> Ghostbusters almost have the exact opposite, where they had the one action scene and the rest was kind of just like comedy set pieces. Whereas this had like very little like development, character, you know, sit down talks, and then like all action. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I still give it a little bit higher than Ghostbusters, but to me, it was a solidly like it was a B level movie. Well, I gave Ghostbusters a B. So I'm gonna stick with my A on this. Oh, you great high. Yeah, you know. You're generous. I I've enjoyed these last two movies, which is funny because most of the time when you guys give any other movie a higher rating, I usually hate it. <laughs> like yeah. Fast. Fast. Seven. Eight. Did we, was did, eight. Did, did, did we didn't even, what what? I hated that movie. You guys gave a pretty solid rating. False. From what I remember. False. Did you get him in an F? I don't even think we even reviewed that movie, did we? <laughs> Back to the archives. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we there was something that else though yeah. that I maybe it was Zombievers. Hey, Zombievers was an A. Solid. It's okay. a solid F. Solid A. F minus in my book. <laughs> Super fan. No, I hated the new. Uh, I hated the Fast Seven. That was terrible. That was awful. I don't remember what it was. We'll have to go back to the yeah, archives. We'll go back to the archives. So I guess uh, well, we've reached the end of the podcast. Um, I'd like to thank you all, the Derek Sons and Ryan Dows of the audience, Woo! for joining us. Um, if you have questions about uh, next review or something you'd like to see done, I guess, um, please email us, uh, downinfrontpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can tweet at us as well at, at underscore D I F P. Um, if you want to see like kind of shorter reviews or maybe like, um, I, I guess another way of reaching out to us, uh, we also have a Reddit, uh, downinfront.reddit.com. And please to all the new listeners that maybe their friends are hyping them up and they only have an Android phone. Uh, first of all, buy an iPhone. But second of all, <laughs> um, second of all, we are available on the Stitcher store. So if you want to stick true to your Android, you can you can enjoy us there as well. Awesome. Cool. I think we're signing off. Uh, I'm Mike. Thanks for joining us. I'm Warren. Goodbye. Love you all. I'm Josh. Live long and prosper. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Bye.